Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Weekday Wednesday, Tucson, Arizona's number one online radio podcast about all things medical cannabis. Your host, Bellstar. And the Cannabis Kid. Our show features news, interviews, and all the latest information about anything and everything medical cannabis related in Tucson, Arizona. And, and the world at large. We'd love to hear from you. Please give us a call live at 646-915-8421. You can like us on Facebook, follow us on all social media, or email phctucson at gmail.com. We'd like to thank Tumbleweeds Health Center and Studio C, along with our many sponsors for hosting our show every week. With the lowest price certifications in town, you'll find hemp products accessories, and all things related to medical cannabis education. Visit Tumbleweeds Health Center at 4826 East Broadway Boulevard or online at com. And remember, be smart, be safe, and educate. laughing at my cappuccino frothing over in the microwave if y'all heard that. That's a good one. Well, good morning, everybody. Welcome to Weekday Wednesday. That's right. Beginning to look a lot like Wednesday. I know, I know. I can't have this out. Christmas is coming up. What they say? There's a, there's a study. Yes, folks, there's an actual study that says if you put up your Christmas decorations early, you're going to be a happier person and live longer. I don't know. I think the elves are doing a study. So maybe right after Thanksgiving, you can go ahead and put up your, uh, or not Thanksgiving, but right after Christmas. No, Halloween. I don't even know where I am. Um, put up your uh, decorations and get happy because I guess that's the thing to do, live longer and be healthier, set up some Christmas decorations. So get them out, folks. Get them ready. And I know. I don't even have my tree out. And for the besties, November 14th, one week before my birthday. And guess what? For my birthday, guess who's going to come on air with us? That's right, Mr. Doug Fine. Woo-hoo. Oh, I don't know why that started over, but we'll just stop that. Actually, we'll do the engineering trick, and we'll just turn it down slowly as we talk and tell you. And yes, in one week, ah, Miss Bell Star is having a birthday. What's going on there in that cloudy uh, kingdom of cannabis? It looks like a. Uh, oh, it's Big Ben. Oh, look at that. Big Ben is. Um, <laughs> oh. <laughs> Big Ben's ablaze. <laughs> Big Ben hit the bomb. All right. So there you go. Welcome to We Say Wednesday. It's always a wacky morning. Netherlands, are you with us in the evening time? We missed you. We were so glad to get you back last week. So thanks. For, for tuning in, and thank you everybody for tuning in, and I didn't get to tell you, did I tell you, did I say it, did I tell you who's going to be here for my birthday, Doug Fine, I'll say it again, whoop, whoop. okay, no, he's not going to be sitting on the couch eating Chinese food with us, as we love to do, but he will be calling in from New Mexico, our little neighbor over there, and uh, we'll be talking all about hemp, this guy is the hemp guy, and I was so astounded to hear that he found somebody that he's learning hemp from, and is even a bigger hemp person than this guy. has been in it for a million years. I know. I'm like, whoo! 
you have a guru? <laughs> Thought you were the one. Um, so yes, we're really excited to talk to Doug because there's so much going on with with cannabis and hemp and CBD and the whole planet. Um, and speaking of the whole planet, we want to give a little moment of silence and a shout out to our California friends and family that are suffering once again uh, because of fires. And no, it's not your fault because of mismanaged forests. Trump. Um, we are very sorry that this is happening, and we are sending lots of prayers. We know that the entire town of Paradise was wiped out, and that I can't even imagine. Um, that'd probably be like Green Valley just disappearing from the map. Like, that's not okay, and that's really sad, and we're really, really sorry. And for all our Malibu friends, um, we're really sorry you guys are displaced again and having to pack the car and wait, um, and we're sorry you've lost your homes. And we hope that uh, you're keeping your, your animals and your pets safe. I saw a really great story online this morning about chickens. Some police officer was walking through the forest, you know, after the fire had burned down. He heard a little, <laughs> and he turned around, and 12 chickens just came running at him. They're like, help. So he went, and he said he gave them his own water, and they were real happy. And they went. he went to the garage, and all he could find was life cereal and oatmeal from someone's house that had burned down. They, they had life cereal and oatmeal left. He said, I owe you some, guys, but the chickens were hungry. <laughs> so he was able to, to save the chickens. Uh, so we're going to hear some heartwarming stories uh, about animals and loved ones, but there are a lot of people missing, and we just want you to know that we're sending tons and tons and tons of love and prayers for you guys. Not easy times. Um... Big news, we got Kristen Cinema Award now. Hopefully this lady likes to soak it up. She's done everything else in the world, so I'm sure she's done some marijuana. In fact, um, I'm ready to put on a pink tutu and hang out with this chick and be the bonnet to do a Kristen. I'm going to call her office, actually, and I'm going to, Tumbleweed Health Center, we're going to go meet with our our representatives. This is one thing that we're going to do coming up, because it's very important to talk about cannabis and our government. Uh, and to take the right and necessary steps to legalize this this plant in a really good way. Um, what else is going on? Well, we'd just like to give a shout-out to Tumbleweed Health Center. We turned seven this last weekend, and we had a party. Uh, sorry, there wasn't enough news, as we were told by um, our own staff. We need a disco ball <laughs> and lights. <laughs> and maybe a little John Travolta and Abba. I don't know. Do that. Um, so congratulations to Tumbleweed. Thank you, everybody, all our staff, all our patients, all our supporters. Um, we love you guys, and we're doing it for you. Um, it's a, cannabis is, a, is huge. Um, it's, it's one of the most important things going on on the planet right now. And um, we've got a special Newsweek edition. Is this the dawning of the green era? You bet your booty it is. So let's give a shout-out to Tumbleweed Health Center at 4826 for Sponsoring the dawning of the green era. Come on down and get certified. 4826 East Broadway Boulevard. We are on the southeast side of Broadway in Swan. Uh, certifications are 249. Are we extending the special through Thanksgiving? I don't know. What? Never. Well, we'll see. Why don't you come on down? If you're if you're listening to the radio show right now and you need a certification, you tell them that you heard it for 239 on the radio show and you can still have the special. Otherwise, it's 249 for everybody else not listening. <laughs> There's some major distractions going on with the weed. No. <laughs> okay. 
crazy things are happening in the world. Hello, Grand Island, if that's you, pipe down, simmer down over there. We're trying to do a radio show. What is that? The we know she has her drinks every day, but now she's going to token up. I like it. See what's going on. This is a really good magazine. I had one of those aha moments again when I go to Sprouts to go grocery shopping, and I just am not a fan of grocery shopping. And I feel bad because I think, oh, here's the purpose of going grocery shopping, and some people don't even have a grocery store right now. So I get to the grocery store, I cruise around, I get what I need, get the basics, I get out, and I get in line, and guess what is there? Weed magazines all over the place. I picked up two of them. Special Newsweek edition. You can probably find them at Walgreens. Um, no, you can get it. Well, I took the last two at Sprouts on that part of the shelf, but I'm sure there's more. But it's always so exciting. I get super excited, and I put it on my little conveyor belt, and it goes down. It's this separate. Wow, put it in a plastic bag, put it aside. And everyone laughs, and they have a good giggle. And, and it's like a little kid at Christmas, and they call me Teddy Bear under the tree, and they can't help it. So we found a weed magazine. So um, anyway, come on down and tell weed. You can actually read these magazines down in the office and come get certified. Um, let's see here. If you go to tumbleweedshealthcenter.com and you go to the certification section uh, and you want to know what conditions qualify for the card, if you want your medical cannabis card, PTSD, uh, cancer, glaucoma, HIV, AIDS, ALS, Crohn's disease, agitation of Alzheimer's. And this is great. Listen to this because this covers everything. And I mean everything. Because if you have a condition that's not listed here, but you're taking a medication that causes something on this list, you're covered. A chronic or debilitating disease or a medical condition or just the treatment for a chronic or debilitating disease or a medical condition that causes Wasting syndrome, severe and chronic pain, severe nausea, seizures, including those characteristic of epilepsy, severe or persistent muscle spasms, including those characteristic of multiple sclerosis. If you suffer from one of these medical conditions and have been diagnosed by an Arizona licensed physician, medical cannabis may help relieve your symptoms. Tumbleweeds Health Center is Arizona's premier cannabis certification health and education center. Our primary focus is to help the patients of Arizona obtain their medical marijuana card and educate everyone about medical cannabis. With current medical records, approval is a simple process. Contact Tumbleweeds Health Center to see if you qualify for your Arizona medical marijuana card. That's right. Give us a call. I just like hitting the magic button today because it's a good magical day. Um, <clears throat> 520 838 Hello? Are you listening? All right. So, Wednesday, Wednesday, what the heck is going on with marijuana? There's a ton going on with marijuana, actually, all over the planet. We had three states uh, legalized and one try. <laughs> North Dakota, don't you worry. Don't you fret. We'll get you out there. Um, I was doing mad posting this morning. See if I can find what I mad posted about. Um, let's see. Keep, let's see. If you go to Facebook, um, you can check out our Facebook page, and it's dub. Uh, see, Facebook slash T H C A Z. And if you go to the Tumbleweed Health Center page, there, uh, you can check it out. And, well, let's just read about, um, let's see, Jeff Sessions left. 
<laughs> okay, that's good. Yes, we know that's good. Jeff Sessions left our attorney general who hated marijuana with a passion, who said good people don't smoke marijuana. Um, well, good people do. Great people do. Awesome people do. And not so awesome people do. Whatever. People use marijuana. But he's out. Now, we're going to see what's, what's scarily uh, coming our way. And there's a temporary replacement. Let's see where Jeff Sessions' temporary replacement stands on marijuana. Marijuana moment is a, let's see, that's where we're getting this. Uh, wow, this is, these are strange, strange, I don't like the way the Internet works anymore. You try to read an article, and then you try to continue reading in the article, and it says, push this, or answer this survey question, or click this, or just listen to the story, and then you can continue. Okay, let's see what we got going on here. All right, anti-marijuana attorney general Jeff Sessions tendered tendered, uh, tendered his resignation <laughs> on Wednesday, one day after Republicans lost control of the House. The left uh, that left cannabis policy observers scrambling to find out where the temporary replacement at the top of the Department of uh, Department of Justice Sessions Chief of Staff Matthew Whitaker stands on marijuana. Here's what Marijuana Moment found in our initial review. During a 2014 primary debate for the Republican U.S. Senate nomination from Iowa, Whitaker sympathized with patients who benefit from marijuana um, ingredient CBD, but he also voiced concerns about the disconnect between state legalization efforts and the enforcement of federal law under administration of former President Barack Obama. During the debate hosted by Iowa Public Television, he was asked about the state's recent passage of a CBD-only medical cannabis law. First of all, I know a couple of families that are going to be positively impacted by what has happened in the state Senate today, he said, and I applaud them for helping those families who need that help. Whitaker turned to the Justice Department's <clears throat> marijuana policy, Obama's Attorney General, Quote, but what we have is we have an attorney general that is telling state attorney generals, if you disagree with the law, you don't have to enforce it. And I am gravely concerned that we are now going to go back and forth between who's in the White House and what their drug enforcement policy is. And you will see under uh, what we have now, where you have Colorado and other states legalizing it with really no federal interference, and then when we come back, we may have a different regulatory scheme. Well, isn't that the whole thing with states' rights? If you don't agree with federal law, then you make up your own state law. So what's the below? Well, then what should Congress do to resolve the differences? I think Congress should regulate things that harm people, and that is the hard drugs and the like uh, that dramatically hurt things cause violent crimes in our communities, and those should be regulated, he said. But not marijuana, the debate moderator asked. For me, I saw the impact of marijuana on our border, he said, presumably referring to his time as a U.S. attorney. And if you go to any of the counties in Texas where there's an illegal importation of marijuana, there's a tremendous amount of violence. Marijuana reform advocates have generally applauded the announcement of Sessions' resignation as the now former Attorney General has a long history of demeaning cannabis consumers, disregarding research about the benefits of medical marijuana, and upholding federal prohibition. Attorney General, quote, Attorney General Jeff Sessions was a national disgrace. Normal hopes he finds 
The time during his retirement to seek treatment for his affliction in 1963 for madness to Eric Altieri, Executive Director of Normal, the National Organization for the Reform of Marijuana Law, said in a press release. U.S. Representative Earl Bloom, Blumenauer of Oregon called the move a major step forward for marijuana reform, All also noting that <laughs> U.S. Representative Pete Sessions of Texas, who has obstructed votes on marijuana-related legislation as chair of the House Rules Committee, was defeated in Tuesday's midterm elections. The two are not related despite sharing the same last name and a disdain for cannabis. However, there's an argument to be made that Sessions' departure from the office could ultimately pose threats to the legal cannabis movement. Sessions and President Trump have had a contentious relationship almost from the start of the administration. And the Attorney General's reluctance to crack down on legal cannabis states could theoretically be attributed in part to that dynamic. The next Attorney General could enjoy some more flexibility when it comes to enforcing federal marijuana law. For his part, U.S. Senator Cory Gardner of Colorado said on Tuesday that he's looking forward to continuing to work with the President to fulfill his campaign position to lead the regulation of marijuana to the state. Hello. Trump has already said he'd act, he's actively pursuing a permanent replacement for Sessions, but it's unclear what, if anything, Whitaker could achieve during his temporary stint as acting attorney general or how long his tenure will last. Well, that's true. We don't know who he's going to appoint and how long it's going to last. We do know that Jeff Sessions was not good for cannabis, so we're hoping for a replacement that might be better. Um it is pretty sad, and, I, and I'm, I'm with uh, you, Mr. Mr. Normal. Um, I hope Jeff does a little research in his time off and talks with some folks and learns to educate himself a bit. Educate yourself, Jeff. Um, speaking of education, do we have somebody on hold who'd like to say hello to? Cannabis Kid, is that you? Are you out there? Good morning, everybody. Good morning, Cannabis Kid. See, I knew we were going to get out there. Out there. Good. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm just uh, entering the freeway, and it's kind of crazy. <laughs> Again? <laughs> yeah, this uh, oh, town I don't think is big enough for all the people. No, it's certainly not big enough for all the people, and maybe um, we should put At least a freeway. the freeway system's not. Yeah. <laughs> no. No, what freeway system? <laughs> we really don't have a freeway system. Uh, very true. Very true. Good one, pal. Yeah. Thanks, Cannabis Kid. We miss you over here. But guess what? You'll be here next week. Yes, I will. All day long. All day long. Wow. And Doug, Fine, Doug Fine's coming on air next week. Oh, that's awesome. And it's we're going to be celebrating someone, some, somebody special's birthday. We surely are going to be celebrating someone's special birthday. Uh, it's Belsard. If you want to send gifts, <laughs> just kidding. Just send doobies. We collect them. Birthday doobies. I like it. Oh, there was a funny little um, Facebook thing this morning, and it was a Scooby-Doo picture, and it said, uh, Elf on a Shelf? Screw that. Scooby on a doobie. Woo-woo. <laughs> oh, we love the holidays. Oh my God, that's so great. I love to stand it. I love to like pull into the Target parking lot and watch people get out of their cars during the holidays and just 
scream and yell and drag their kids along talking about how we need to get this and that for someone because we love them, damn it. (laughs) (laughs) All the pressure of the holidays. Anybody sweating out there? (laughs) Cannabis kid, you'll be around for the holidays. Are you floating out of here? Uh, I will. um, It's going to be a... um interesting uh holiday well thanksgiving i will be here but for christmas and new year's uh we'll be in new mexico for for christmas and indiana for new year's wow there you go indiana wow i wonder what's going on in indiana for cannabis uh probably nothing that's where uh, <laughs> our our former our, well, that's where our uh, vice president is from, and um, oh. yeah, he doesn't. I don't know. He doesn't see eye to eye on the whole cannabis thing either. I think he's uh, friends with Sessions, and yeah. uh, the education hasn't the education hasn't reached that far yet, and so the ignorance is still embedded deep into those men's lives. Why do you think that is? Why do you think they are? so staunchly against it. Do you think something happened in their lives? Um, Maybe something died of a drug overdose? No. I have uh, come to understand um, just a little bit about... Well, uh, and that's really nice. Yeah, I was trying. It it, it goes deeper. It goes a lot deeper. I I think what we're seeing here with um, a lot of politicians is a a religious... a religious um, uh, stream that runs through them. And um, uh, with, with that religion comes how, do, how, does one, how does one's religion uh, help them vote? And, uh, and I see it with a lot of uh, reli- religions out there is they help their people decide on who they're going to vote for based on the religion's best the best of the religion's needs, not best of the people's needs. So when you start seeing this, it runs deep in a lot of politicians throughout the Midwest. Um, and, and I just don't think your religious beliefs need to be brought into how you make decisions for the rest of our, our, our state or our country, because I don't think religion has anything to do with that. And so I see that, you know, we see a, like Jeff Sessions, uh, Mike Pence. If, if, if it's not right in the Bible, if it's not right in the Bible, it's, it's not right uh, for people to have. And so, I'm so glad you said that because look who legalized last week. Utah, our Bible Belt. That's so that's for I want to point something out. Um, that is the that is the Mormon culture up in Utah. Now, do you know what other um, do you know what other companies and um, corporations that the um, that the Mormons own? They own Pepsi and they own Coca Cola, and so and those are they don't are not even allowed to drink caffeine in their in their religion. Wow. Well. So you know. So- we see them as more of a business, which uh, you see like how a lot of religions are, are, are formed as a business, and that's how they work. Um, right. 
this model has been taken on by the United States of America. Is it's being run like a business instead of being yeah. run like a country that has full of, that is full of human beings in it. And so religion, money, and all of that come into play when when things are legalized, when things are given to us, when things are made of freedom. It's all based on money and and really religion on who's allowed to have it. Right. Well, it's true. So, it it is true. It'll be interesting <laughs> seeing how Utah takes on um, this business because that's exactly what it'll be for them is a money making a business. Yeah. Well, so it'll and be interesting I hope to see how they. Yeah, I posted an article about the. It said the key cannabis legalization wins could bring in upwards of two billion dollars. That's probably just to each state. I mean, people, people everywhere, and I really believe this is why Trump uh, has said he's probably going to leave everything up to states' rights because the guy likes money. The guy's all about money. He didn't make it himself. His dad gave him his money, but he still loves money. So, like you said, it's business, and I think. You know, a lot of people that are going that are jumping into this are people that have no clue about it, but they're just investing. They're just investors. They're they're your silent investors. They're, you know, your big money out of state investors. Um, and it's just a money game for them. And it's really sad because if you, the detriment to patients in states that aren't allowed to use this is death. <laughs> you know, among other things, <laughs> uh, right. you know, you you can die from a lot of disease that cannabis can heal you from. So there's, you know, people aren't you looking at the an article. You posted an article the other day about a woman saying, if cannabis gives me um, pain relief and I'm not allowed to use it, um, and she had spoke about her living in a state where she uses it, but she's not allowed to have it, even though it brings her comfort and pain relief when nothing else can. And, you know, this is, we're, we're hearing this a lot over a lot of other countries. And we're not seeing, we're not seeing the, mm, the initiative happen like it should, the, you know, happen faster for these people to get the relief that they need. And so when we look back at that, in a lot of states, you see it as either them, uh, a lot of it is the, either the ignorance of not understanding what the plant does, or mm-hmm. um, they don't have their ducks in a row yet to be able to figure out how to make money off of this. No, they so, don't, but they're getting their ducks in a row. Um, people, I, all these big pharmaceutical companies in, you know, uh, Monsanto, so everybody, they've got... They've all got their hand in this, this shit, this cannabis plant, and they, they've had their hands in it for a long time. Our government's been growing it for four, over four years. You know they're studying it. They're just not telling they us. They all have their stuff. hands in the cannabis jar. They sure oh, do. Okay. They've got their hands and they got caught with the cannabis. The cannabis jar. Probably sitting around. Kids on the couch with candy watching cartoons. Woo! Yeah, it's pretty sad that it's just not uh, legal already for everybody. It will be, and it's and it's coming fast. Um, 
one of our patients came in, and I love how much it's just getting in everywhere. Prevention Magazine, she came in and said, and we've got this article, we have time to read it, but um, big magazines are, are coming out and, and saying, hey, this is great, you should use this, try to check it out. And um, we're happy people come down to Tumbleweed Tail Center, 4826 East Broadway Boulevard. No sweet, we just are. Ha ha. Um, <laughs> Southeast side of Broadway. We will go to the number of places to come get DVD, so come check it out. And we've got uh, all new display cases to show off all of our wonderful accessories. And uh, some are so beautiful. We were talking about this yesterday. You just kind of want to put them on a shelf and just look at them and go, ooh. Uh, and some of them are kind of strange. You don't really even want to smoke at them. You go, ooh. Uh. <laughs> like, come check out the pug dog we have down for sale at Tumbleweed Cell Center. What's it on sale now for? One what? One ten. Oh, close out price. Wow, that was like a one ninety kind of a price, and it's down to one ten. That's damn near cost, folks. Come get it. But come get your CBD products. We have stuff for your pets. We have stuff for your people. We have stuff for your neighbors. We have stuff for your aliens. If you're being visited by them, they would like some CBD. I'm sure they could take it back up to space and talk about that. So come on down. Uh, what else we got going on, Cannabis Kid, other than money-hungry grubbers? Let's see. Uh, oh, I did. Um, oh, the feds want, to, want researchers to study minor cannabinoids and terpenes in marijuana. Here's an article. Uh, and did you hear the feds were looking for people to test it and roll joints and do all stuff? Be weary, folks, of all these things that you read online. Um, I think the feds probably have their own official joint rollers and testers. And <laughs> if not, hey, who knows? But uh, I think they're in it with Big Pharma because we're going to have big farms is what we're going to have. So THC, tetrahydrocannabinol, the marijuana compound known for getting you high, is the most well-known cannabis constituent. In recent years, CBD has garnered attention for its non-intoxicating medicinal properties. Now the federal government is recruiting researchers to investigate how the dozens of other lesser-known cannabinoids and terpenes work and whether they can treat pain. So terpenes are something we've had, you know, uh, since Madge was having you put your hand in palm oil and, and keep your hands soft, and that was in the early 70s. <laughs> You could put some soak in it. They have all sorts of like lemon, all those scent flavors, pine salt, lemon pledge for your furniture. What is the orange stuff? Murphy's oil, orange flavor for your floor. Yeah, it's good stuff. And all those little flavor flavonoids, the flavors in there are terpenes, uh, like limonene in your lemon. Um, Pining in your pine. I think you might, I'm not sure what mercy. Uh, I don't know. But there's some good terpenes out there, and that's what's giving you your scent. And they do ha- they do play a key role. Uh, they do have medicinal effects and properties. So uh, it's going to be a weighty task for any interested parties. There are more than 110 known cannabinoids and 120 terpenes, very few of which have been extensively studied. The federal research project will cover all quote minor cannabinoids. Uh, which is defined as anything other than THC, according to a pair of funding uh, notices published by the National Center for Complementary and Integrative Health this week. The mechanisms and processes underlying uh, potential contribution of minor cannabinoids and terpenes to pain relief and functional 
Restoration of patients with different pain conditions may be very broad, the notice states. Uh, this initiative encourages interdisciplinary co collaborations by experts from multiple fields, pharmacologists, chemists, uh, physicists, psycho uh, physio physiologists, neuroscientists, psychologists, endocrinologists, immunologists, geneticists, behavioral scientists, clinicians, and others in relevant fields of inquiry. Now, did you have to put all those in and then say, and others? Like you listed 50 and there's only one more and you say, and others. All right, sounds like a web kind of thing to me. <laughs> Numerous studies have established that ingredients in marijuana such as THC and CBD effectively treat various types of pain. There's also some evidence that other cannabinoids and terpenes contribute to the therapeutic efficacy of cannabis. Working synergistically to bolster the plant's overall benefits a phenomenon called the entourage effect. But there's still a lot of work to be done to fully understand the mechanisms through which each cannabinoid and terp uh, terpene influences pain. If researchers can pinpoint which ingredients are best suited for pain relief, it could inform new therapies. For example, there's evidence that certain cannabinoids can enhance the pain-relieving effects of opioids, the notice states. So, discovering exactly which ones achieve that can hypothetically help patients take lower doses of addictive painkillers. We see that all the time at some of these health centers. People come in and they're chock full of Western medicine. They're on 100 milligrams a day of Vicodin and 50 of morphine and Dilaudid and Oxy and all that. And when they do cannabis, they realize that it does enhance it and you don't have to do as much to get the same effect. And oftentimes, they're able to get off the Western medicines altogether. Yep, for that. Uh, quote, the development or identification of novel pain management strategies is a high priority and unmet need. Natural products have historically been a source of novel and analgesic compounds developed into pharmaceuticals like willow bark to aspirin. A growing body of literature suggests that the cannabis plant may have an analgesic property. However, research in the cannabis's potential um, analgesic properties has been low. In addition to CBD, the feds say they're particularly interested in research on the following compounds. They would like to see CBG, CBN, CBC, uh, and the terpenes myrcene, B-carophylline, limonene, A-terpenol, linalool, A-philandrine, A-pinene, B-pinene, terpenine, and A-humulene. Uh, as a terpene study. The estimated deadline to submit an application for research funding is March 8, 2015. So if you all want to get out there and, and research all this stuff, um, go for it, and you can do it. <coughs> well, there you have it. So hopefully they do do some studies because they're always, you know, complaining that uh, they don't have any scientific proof for anything. So now if this is happening, we're going to have some scientific proof. Right, kid? All right. Yeah. Well, I, scientific I think we're proof. going to take scientific proof. And what else we got? We got this. We're going to take a quick break and come right back. Puff, 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 puff,
I'll be blazing and smoking it, about to go and get some munchies next Passing up on those cracker jacks, Reese's pizzas are where it's at Gotta get me some soda pop, cotton mouth has been creeping up I can't remember where I put my keys, yeah, that's what's up I'ma take your grandpa's ride, I'ma take your grandpa's ride No, for real, ask your grandpa, can I take a 65? Seville cruising to my local Publix Nothing better than rolling with two super fly chicks They have frozen burritos, I bought frozen burritos I bought some Ben and Jerry's, and then I bought some Cheetos Hello, hello, my main man Obama A couple states have just reformed their laws on marijuana What you gonna do, send the feds there? Hell no, the DEAs would be like, ah, they got volcano I'm gonna smoke some weed, only got $20 in my pocket I'm a hunt, looking for a pot shop, this is fucking know about the science of marijuana what you know about people suffering from glaucoma they need it they need it it helps them with their condition if you don't believe me then just ask some eye physicians thank your granddad for voting for that guy richard nixon is the president who made the plant illegal but science is now showing that it's medicine for people and the private sector fighting to keep all of that illegal alcohol and tobacco pharmaceutical prisons i'll take those four major lobby groups and fight those motherfuckers they're making money day and night all those motherfuckers and bribing congress out of sight all those motherfuckers They'd be like, oh, it's immoral and unhealthy I'm like, how many people are you making wealth? Anti-marijuana lobbies are making all kinds of profits And they don't want you to stop it because of all the special interest I call that getting swindled and pimped shit I call that getting tricked by the government That law's hella old So it's time to update it, regulate it, and then get it under state control Peak game, look into my political telescope Think it's gonna stay like this forever? Not hella won't Not hella won't Being a hypocrite, you used to smoke weed, fool. I'm gonna smoke some weed, only got $20 in my pocket. I'm a run, looking for a pot shop, this is fucking awesome. Let's end the war on drugs, it's time to pull those gloves. These special interest groups are nothing more than corporate thugs. Let's end the war on weed, the people have agreed. to our sponsors, uh, go to the Grower's House, 3635 East 34th Street. I think I got that right. I don't know if it's East or West, but I think it's East. Sounds good. 
sounds good. Just go to growershouse.com. They got all your hydroponic needs. You can grow all sorts of stuff. I got a teeny tiny, teeny tiny strawberry waiting for me out in the garage, and it's probably it's my kinky, my kinky nail is about that size. Um, also, we want to thank Come on, Canna Health I mean, this Online Digital Magazine. It just came out with their latest edition. And uh, we want to give them some shout-outs, and you can check them out as well right from your couch. Canna Health is a digital magazine focused on knowledge, safe access, and advocacy with a monthly subscription readership. It's loaded with scientific and clinical articles from various healthcare professionals. Profiles of cannabis clinics offering safe access to medicines, national and local organizations open to the public, and real-life patient success stories. It's free to subscribe, so don't miss another issue of Canna Health. Yep, check it out online. You can go to tumbleweedshealthcenter.com and go to our radio section, scroll down, and there are a couple links to the Grower's House and to Canna Health Online Digital Magazine. And coming soon, we do have a new website being worked on right now as we speak. Uh, we have meetings coming up to make sure they're doing everything the way we want them to. And it should be a nice new website. Um, it'll have all your answers to all your questions about certifications, which we should talk to you about. Um, so if you want to get certified, it's a simple process here in Arizona. <clears throat> I don't know whatever, whatever all the other states do. I hear it's kind of difficult in some states. And in California, it wasn't difficult at all. Uh, but now that it's legal, you can just get wherever you want. I think it's like Starbucks or something. So, I'm astounded by the amount of people that complain. Every time they come in. You have to go once a year. Yes, you have to find time once a year, approximately 90 days within the last time you did this. So, they give you a huge window to get it done once a year. I mean, the dentist wants you to go back twice, you know. You're going less than to the dentist to get your teeth clean uh, if you go. So it's a once-a-year thing. And we make it so simple that for most certifications, not PTSD, because you do have to go every year to have follow-up treatment for that, but most other conditions, you can just use the paperwork you used before. So you don't even have to go back and see your doctor again. You just come back and see our doctor. That's right, golf that. So we make it super simple. We give you back your medical records. We highlight the date for you to come back. We tell you, get back here before this date, 90 days. Before that, the state starts bugging you and says, hey, knock, 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 knock. Yeah, get your booty in there and get recertified. And then we call you a month out and say, hey, come get recertified. Yeah, it's a very magical process. <laughs> it's pretty, we make it pretty easy. So just don't come in and yell at us, please. Okay, so come on down. We've got a summer week cell center, 4826, East Primary Boulevard. If you have any one of these, PTSD, cancer, glaucoma, HIV, AIDS, ALS, Crohn's, agitation of Alzheimer's, which can include a whole host of things, including dementia, uh, right, offshoots of Alzheimer's, and then just literal agitation of Alzheimer's. Chronic or debilitating disease or a medical condition or the treatment for a chronic or debilitating disease or a medical condition that causes wasting syndrome, severe and chronic pain, severe nausea, seizures, including those characteristics of epilepsy, severe or persistent muscle spasms, 
including those characteristic of multiple sclerosis. If you suffer from one of these medical conditions and have been diagnosed by an Arizona licensed physician, medical cannabis may help relieve your symptoms. Tumbleweeds Health Center is Arizona's premier cannabis certification health and education center. Our primary focus is to help the patients of Arizona obtain their medical marijuana card and educate everyone about medical cannabis. With current medical records, approval is a simple process. Contact Tumbleweeds Health Center to see if you qualify for your Arizona medical marijuana card. Give us a shout-out, 520-838-4430. Come down and see us. If you have seen a doctor in the last 12 months and uh, you just don't have a copy of those records like we give you yours, uh, we can get them. We have a record release form. We also have that online. You can download that yourself and send it off to your doctor. Um, And usually, most offices are pretty good about if you say, hey, we've got a patient sitting here in the office and we're wondering if you can get get them in or get your records over here so we can get them in. Usually it's a no-brainer. They just spend the next five, ten minutes faxing their stuff over and we wait for it and we get them in. If you have not seen a primary or a Mary (laughs) in the last, uh, maybe you've seen some Mary Jane in the last seven months. Most of the conditions we can certify for, we cannot for things like things that need blood work, unless you're going to go get the blood work, AIDS, hepatitis, cancer, um, and most importantly, um, PTSD, foot glaucoma as well. But if you if you have your blood work from that, um, we can get your records. But for those that don't, we can offer an evaluation for fifty dollars extra. Uh, our doctor will establish your medical records. This means you don't have to go to your doctor. You just have to see one of our doctors twice <laughs> or have two appointments with two different doctors. It's up to you. But it is a two-day process. That's okay. You can come the very next day and get it all done. Come on your lunch hour. Come before work. Come after work. We're open until 6 o'clock, Monday through Friday, 10 to 6. Saturdays, 10 to 3. Thanksgiving Day, we will be closed. And Black Friday, I believe, it's a half day. Why not? Most people are going to be gone anyway. Um, We'll see how it goes. We might have some super, super, super specials and be open until midnight. We can have a certification special and be open until midnight. Everybody's laughing. I'm getting I don't get you. Okay, get ready for it now. That's fine. That's fine. We might be open until midnight. Until midnight and see who, and the person at midnight gets a free one. One midnight person gets a free certification. Sweet Jesus to Mary Jane, it just might not happen. The definite lady, folks, you heard it here first. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, back to seriousness. So seriously, come on down and get certified. Uh, we've got, like I said, we've got a brand new display cases. They're really, really nice. They're all lit up. We're going to be decorating them today. Um, putting all sorts of new fun stuff in the cases, some some useful items that you'll want to use and take home and use. Some you just want to oh, maybe put on the Christmas tree because it's coming. And we do have little ornaments. We have some. In fact, those are going to be displayed better this year because you couldn't see them very well last year. I think our LED lights ran out and uh, something broke. Like something And we've got lots of magazines for you to read. Um, Especially on cannabis. 
So come on down, 4826 East Broadway Boulevard. We wanted to take a look at this, um, these magazines I get so excited about to check out. So I might as well read something from them because I usually just make sure that there's pictures in them and we're good to go. <laughs> All right. Um, we've got great moments in Canvas history, uh, which is always a nice thing. And then there's some ridiculous stories in there as well. Um, there's a story <laughs> called, If You Legalize Cannabis, We'll Kill This Puppy. Is that state, Indiana? Was it Illinois? Um, yeah. So in Illinois, they're thinking that if you put the service dogs, the cannabis sniffing dogs out of, um, yeah, Illinois, <laughs> out of a job, then they'll they'll put them down. But come on, folks, that's just a silly, dumb threat. Um, <clears throat> let's do a little history. You can uh, take the show out on that. We've got about 10 minutes left. Cannabis kid, are you still with us? Are you uh, are you doing cannabis can business over there selling uh, monster <laughs> condominiums for cannabis users? Uh, no, um, I, I'm still here, but um, I'm heading into work right now. Um, All right, have an awesome day at work, cannabis Bye, kid. everybody. We love Thank you. you, everybody. Love you, next week. love you too. Yes, party time. See you next week. All right. Great moments in cannabis history. So this is right fresh off the newsstand. I wish there was that little, you know, 10-year-old boy with his little cap and his knickers on. He's waving, fresh off the news, weed. Uh, since the 20th century, cannabis has been steadily taboo. But the pre-1900 history of weed has some very interesting highlights. Look at this. A government, there's a picture, I'm sure this is India, of a two huge signs. Government authorized um Bong shops and bong by meaning B H A N G, the bong you drink. Government authorized me to get one of those. Tell me, folks, we're going to get the opium dens open back up. <laughs> All right, India. Circa 2000 BC, bong, B H A N G, from street stalls and push carts all over northern India. Locals and tourists alike can be found enjoying the bong, lassi a milkshake of sorts made with spices, yogurt, and bong. Cannabis mixed with water and rolled into balls. For devout Hindus, the drink is an important part of religious festivals like New Year's celebrations. But the bong lassi is also the northern Indian equivalent of an after-work happy hour pictured opposite. They're showing them. <laughs> That's great. They're all cheersing with their uh, their little bong cups there. Well, they're not. Well, they're, they're nice, beautiful ceramic, I should say. Um, <clears throat> It's uh, with folks settling down with the cannabis shake after a day's labor. Government sanctioned shops sell the drink all over the country, uh, continuing a tradition with ancient Hindu roots. So um, we read, uh, we have a, a really cool book about the spiritual aspects of cannabis, and we read some of the history of, of Bong, and they said that um, if you don't use or don't partake in Bong, you're, you go to hell. <laughs> And then if you condemn those that use it, you go to double hell. So, yeah, you don't be doing that. So just use your cannabis over there, use it, and love it. This is good for you. All right. Um, the, near, uh, the Near Eastern Steps 9th Century B.C. Scythian Tombs. Throughout ancient and medieval, uh, medieval history, the nomadic horsemen of Near and East Asia were among the most feared conquerors from the Huns to Genghis Khan to the Golden Horde. 
that the first of these people to conquer vast portions of the world's largest continuing land mass were the Scythians, riding out from Eurasia to create havoc for Greek and Persia settlements. The Scythians were warriors, and as recent archaeological evidence has uncovered, among history's first cannabis users. The plant can be found along with opium in more westerly sites. In tombs of important Scythians, along with its burned residue and pottery, picture to left, beautiful little uh, urn there, suggesting toking up was an important part of Scythian ritual. That's right. How many years ago was that? Holy, 9th century B.C. That's cray-cray. My goodness, you guys. Seriously, sessions, sessions one and sessions two. <laughs> you guys need to sit down together, get the bong out. I'll bring the weed. No, it's organic. Love, love it. Um, seriously, just do some reading. You know, you know your wife shops at the grocery store, and I bet this is at Walmart now. Even so, I don't care where you're shopping, you can find it. All right, Israel, two hundred, the Talmud. Quote, then the Lord said to Moses, take the following fine spices, 500 shekels of liquid myrrh, half as much of fragrant cinnamon, 250 shekels of kenibosum, 500 shekels of cassia, and a hint of olive oil. Make these into a sacred anointing oil. Mm. Within these instructions to make holy oil, researchers and religious scholars agree that the ingredient Kenebosum, found in several passages of the Talmud, pictured to the right there, most likely translates to cannabis. Uh, Dr. Yosef Glassman, a geriatrician based in Massachusetts, has also proposed the sacred mixer uh, was just used ritually to anoint skin, but also as, uh, wasn't used just to anoint the skin, but also as incense during times of turmoil. Uh, as a consequence, cannabis was prominent in the everyday life of ancient Israelites. Additionally, Glassman revealed another discovery. <clears throat> cannabis probably used as an anesthetic. An archaeological find in the city of Bet Shemesh uncovered hashish in the stomach of the 1,623-year-old remains of a 14-year-old girl who had died in childbirth, revealing cannabis as a value part of medical practices even centuries ago. She was high on her way out, and she didn't know. You know, we hope the baby lives and is healthy. So, wow. Anesthetic. These words. I can't believe I can use these. <laughs> oh, well, all right. There you go. And Israel has, for up until now, been the, the forerunners in studying cannabis. So, you know, um, Dr. Raphael Meshulam discovered THC, and is he not from Israel? Um, I'm not saying... <laughs> All right, England, circa 1600, Shakespeare, Sonnet 76. Why is my verse so barren of new pride, so far from variation of quick change? Why, with the time, do I not glance aside to newfound methods and to, to compound strange? Why, write I still all one ever the same, and keep invention in a noted weed, that every word doth almost tell my name, showing their rebirth and where they did proceed. From Sonnet 76, William Shakespeare. He was using weed. A uh, close reading of Sonnet 76 in the late 20th century led to wonder if the bard <clears throat> himself had drawn inspiration from some compound strange that included compound uh, cannabis. South African researcher Francis Thackeray took it upon himself to analyze the contents 
of pipes found at Stratford upon oh, upon Avon, Shakespeare's native well hamlet. Sorry if I messed that one up. Using advanced gas. We're also found on pipes uh, <laughs> taken from the nearby sites. Okay. So I, that <clears throat> would be a very interesting um, high and low <laughs> at the same time. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I wonder if that just makes you really fast runner. All right. Egypt. Oh, the hashish eater. No, Egypt wasn't the hashish eater. England was. Uh, 1800. <clears throat> Napoleon banned pot, kind of. <laughs> The history of cannabis prohibition in the Western world is a long one, often interspersed with tangents into the history of race and class relations, economics, and military history. It is this last branch of history that gave Europe its first prohibition law in 1798 when Napoleon Bonaparte made it a crime for his French soldiers to smoke the hashish they had developed a taste for while conquering Egypt, a Muslim nation where no alcohol was readily available for French troops used to a relaxing wine nation, uh, ration. In France today, prohibition is still the law of the land, representing a relatively unbroken tradition, though a growing political movement by, led by the Socialist Party has recently stepped up advocacy for legalization. So friendly, so friendly. Oh, way to go, Napoleon. Short, tight loop. All right, England, 1857, the hashish eater. Hash, the potent forms of cannabis made from pressed keef, was a common cure for lockjaw and other nagging painful disease throughout the 19th century. In 1857, Fitzhugh Ludlow, a graduate of Union College in Schenectady, New York, published his account of eating massive quantities of hashish provided to him by a friend. His extensive background in classical learning, coupled with his vivid description of hallucinations that must have required unbelievable doses of hash to see, became the basis for a bohemian literary connection with cannabis that saw periodic rivals throughout 20th century from the beatniks of the 1950s to the hippies of hate Ashbury. Well, on that note, folks, we're going to give a shout out to the hippies and the beatniks and say thank you and thank you for eating all that hash. I would like to try that myself. <laughs> you guys eat hash back there, you're a little chill. Um, thank you, somebody's health center. Thank you, CDOC. Ooh, there's a big laugh on that one this time. Wow, someone's coming through. Uh, next week's going to be a really fun day. Fun hour, anyway. Um, come and see us. Do some reading. Get out there and get educated. Um, go talk to your uh, winners of all your political parties. Talk to them about cannabis. is very, 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 very important. And uh, come down and see us. 4820 East Farley Boulevard. Come get certified. Come get some education. And come to your new places. <laughs> Have a good day. Remember, be smart, be safe, and educate.
With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.